In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The famous Scotsman and 18th century poet, Robert Burns, is famous for a particular poem that was sung throughout the world last night, namely, Old Lang Syne. The phrase, Old Lang Syne, is an old Scottish way of saying, Old Long Since. The poem does speak about lifting up a glass and toasting and drinking in the cup of kindness, but it is much more than a party or drinking song. It is a poem that looks back upon past and lost companions from earlier years. Time and distance has kept friends apart. Should old acquaintance be forgotten, never brought to mind, should old acquaintance be forgot the days of old Lang Syne. It is really a perfect poem for New Year's Eve, for on that night people will both look back upon the past as well as look forward with anticipation for the new year. The poem Old Lang Syne or Old Long Since could also be applied in a sense to the companionship between Almighty God and man. In the past, before the fall of man, there was Eden. There was that garden of paradise where God walked with man, the Bible tells us. God and man were true acquaintances, true companions. These were the glory days. This was the golden age of the past. But then came the fall. Then came the original sin, the sin of Adam. And such a serious sin brought about consequences, namely the separation of companions. From acquaintances with God, we became his enemies. As time passed, the distance between the two began to grow even further and further apart. Man forgot about God. Man entered into idolatry. We began to worship beasts and idols and the demons behind these idols instead of the true God. Man began to see himself not made in the image of God, but rather in the image of a beast. We began to also worship sinful gods that would condone our own sinful behavior. Men had forgotten the glory of that original friendship they had with the divine. And during this time, it seemed as if even God had forgotten about his long lost companion. At times, the good Lord would even inflict punishments upon his old friend. He would send down a mighty flood, a deluge, throughout the whole world to purify the world from its sin. He would also send down fire and brimstone from the heavens. But then again, the good Lord would always save some individuals from destruction. He would establish covenants with certain chosen people. In reality, God was chastising and correcting the son he loved from old Lang Syne. In the book of Proverbs, God speaks the following phrase, quote, My delight is to be with the children of men. My delight is to be with the children of men. God desires the return of the companionship he had with mankind in Eden. Old acquaintances should not be forgotten. My delight is to be with the children of men, God says. A saint once commented on this passage. Speaking on behalf of God, he wrote, quote, In losing men, says God, I deem that I have nothing. I consider that I have lost all since my delight is to be with the children of men. St. Alphonsus Liguori even asked, adds this, and it sounds amazing. St. Alphonsus says, Certainly man was damned after the fall, 
For the human race suffered the loss of God. But in a way, God was damned after the sin of Adam. For he lost his friend. He lost his delight. As I mentioned the other day, St. Thomas Aquinas, the common universal doctor of Holy Church, went so far as to say, God loves man just as if man were his God. God loves man just as if man were his God and as if without man he could not be happy. And then the Bible says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son. It would not be good enough to look back upon past friendships. It would not be good enough to be nostalgic about once uh, what happened in Edom in the, in the golden age of the past. No, God sent forth his divine Son to reconnect old acquaintances. Let the earth cry out, the Bible says, for our divine friend, the Son of God, has come down and dwelt amongst men. And yes, let the heavens rejoice, let God rejoice, for man has come into full union once again with the Most High in Christ. It was not enough for the divine lover to have made us in his own image when creating the first man, Adam. Now the divine lover, our old friend, must also be made in our image. After Adam had eaten the forbidden fruit, the good Lord responded, Behold, Adam has become one of us. But now the Son of God in the manger has become like one of us, weak members of the human race. But who would help to bring God and man, old acquaintances, back together? God sent forth his Son, the Bible says, born of a woman. Born of a woman. If this were the only line in the entire Bible mentioning the Virgin Mary, it would be enough. Born of a woman. Born of Mary, the Queen of Peace, who will be a part of reconciling those separated old friends. Distance, wounds, had kept them apart. But in her very womb, God and man are made one. In this sacred vessel, in this immaculate tabernacle... In this holy monstrance, heaven is wedded to earth. God is a companion with man. God is married to man in that womb. Born of a woman. This makes the Blessed Mother the Mater Dei, the Mother of God. In the human nature, our Lord took up. God the Father has begotten the Son from all eternity. And Mary has begotten the Son in the flesh in time. The Son of God is the only individual with two birthdays. Two nativities, one from all eternity and one temporal and in Bethlehem 2,012 years ago. Now today we celebrate the final day of the octave of Christmas. And during this whole time we have focused in on the incarnation of the Son of God. The Son of God becoming flesh which only happened through the Blessed Mother, making her the Mother of God. And what dignity the Virgin has in being called the Mother of of God. There is no greater dignity than a person could possibly have than being known as the mother of God. St. Bonaventure, the great Franciscan once said, quote, to be the mother of God is the greatest grace that can be conferred on a creature. It is such that God could make a greater world. He could make a greater heaven, but he cannot exalt a creature more than making her his mother. Unquote. You can call her many titles. 
You can call her Queen of Heaven, Virgin Most Pure, Mirror of Justice, but never can you honor her so much as simply calling her the Mother of God. Such a dignity has raised Mary to a level so exalted that she is above every angel and every man. All that is not God is inferior to the Blessed Mother. All of mankind, all of creation waited for the coming of such a woman. A woman immaculate in soul and unblemished in body. A woman who is never at odds with God. But always a friend of the Most High from the moment of her conception. And with her fiat, Eden and the Golden Age would be reestablished in her womb. In her womb, God would not only walk with man once again, but would literally walk in man. Only with Mary is there a Christmas. Only through Our Lady will there be a Prince of Peace who will reconcile sinners to the Father. Only in Mary will estranged acquaintances find true companionship in this new year, which is ultimately a new age in Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.